Heavenly Father, it is good for us that we have the opportunity to gather in this place together. And we pray for those who are friends and brothers and sisters who gather with us electronically, who cannot be with us today. We pray your blessings upon them. We thank you, Lord, that at this season and this time we come to celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the first time to this world. Glory to your name, Lord Jesus, in all things and in all ways. May the people who are assembled in this place, may you see in our hearts and our minds a genuineness and a desire to serve you and to follow you as Lord and Savior. And please forgive us of our sins. The way we have spoken and the way we've acted, even in this day, that would bring dishonor to your name. We thank you, Lord, for the Word of God, and we thank you for the opportunity we have. We thank you for the boys and girls who gather with us in this room and so, so eager to learn and hear the Word of God. And we thank you, Lord, for their heart and their mind. May, you be, may we be more like them. We ask today, Lord, that you would lift our minds out of the troubles and despairs and distractions and frustrations and emotions that we many carry today that keep us from being what we ought to be for you as your followers. May today you truly, by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God, remind us of your great and glorious and grand holiness. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. Holy, holy, holy. And so we cry out, holy to you. And we cry out unholiness to us. May you meet us here in this place today, Holy Spirit of God. What a joy and privilege it is for us to open our Bibles in our own language and read the truths of your word so that we might be saved and we might live for you and we might become holy people. We thank you now for this time and may the Lord Jesus be honored and glorified through my words today to these, my dear friends, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Good to see all of you. We study again today how great is our God. And I want you to find your place. Boys and girls, get your Bible out. Find it. We'll take time. Ask your parents or the people sitting by you if you don't know where this is at. Find your place in Exodus chapter 15. Genesis, Exodus. It's the second book in our Bible. Exodus chapter 15. This is the place where we celebrate and we uh, see what perhaps may be the first uh, song in the Bible. This is called the song of Moses and of Israel because they were celebrating what had just happened. In the last chapter, we see these great truths. And here's this amazing story that we never uh, get too old to hear. The Egyptians chasing down the uh, children of Israel the children of Israel are standing at a big, wide ocean. They can't get across it, the Red Sea. And God parts the waters and they walk across on dry land. But then the water started falling back together behind them. And the Egyptians were all destroyed. And God saved a helpless people, the children of Israel, from death. And by His own power, He saved them. So as a result of them being saved, they sang a song. That's what Brother Steve has been trying to do with us this morning. That's why we sing. We sing because we've been saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad for that today? 
I'm so glad for that. And so I'd like for you to stand now and honor the reading of God's Word. And we're going to read just a part of this great song. Our focus today will primarily be on verse number 11. But I want us to read this song together. It will help us to praise the Lord together as we begin today thinking about His greatness. Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord for He is highly exalted. The horse and its rider He has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song and He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will extol Him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is His name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea, and the choices of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. <clears throat> the deeps cover them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send forth your burning anger, and it consumes them as chaff. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flowing waters stood up like a heap. The deeps were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be, shall be gratified against them. I will draw out my sword, my hand will destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Now here's our verse today. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders? Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit, oh, may the Holy Spirit of God draw to our minds and in this moment may we not be distracted for a while so that we might hear these pure and holy words you have from your word and we celebrate and praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, our focus today is on a very important truth about who God is. We've been thinking about for some time together, who is God? What does the Bible say about God? The God we cannot see, but the God who has been revealed in Jesus Christ. As we all know, boys and girls, you know, Christmas time is about the coming of Jesus Christ who was completely God, but also completely a man at the same time. So when we think about baby Jesus, he grew up to be an adult, and he lived his entire life as God's son, fully God and fully man. This is an amazing mystery, but it is the truth of what we consider from God's Word. And because of that, he died on the cross so that we might believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, and then he was raised from the dead, and he is now ascended into heaven, our great high priest and king and Lord, and he will someday come again. So we celebrate today the greatness of God, especially as it's seen in Jesus Christ. But I take you back to this story, this song in Exodus 15, and there's so much here that we could look at, but our focus today is this. God alone, only God is holy 
in His character, that means in who He is, and in His conduct, in what He does. Let me say it again. God only is holy, completely holy, in, what he, in who He is and in what He does. And this becomes very important for all of us today as we consider our own personal lives. If we're going to lift our minds up, my dear friends, it's time to lift our minds up in this world. You'll be so distracted if you listen long enough to it. There are so many things to pull us away from God. So many things that will take us away from our walk with God and our love for the Lord Jesus. This is what we're doing here. We come to this place to sing praise to Him, to worship and glorify the Lord Jesus, and to give thanks with our lips, but also to hear God's Word so that we can be stable and certain in a world of trouble and pain. So today we think about this glorious truth that only God is holy in His character and in His conduct. Let me ask you a few questions as we begin. First of all, when was the last time, I'm speaking to those of you who have walked with God for some time, when was the last time you were, again, by the Holy Spirit, reminded of the absolute holiness of God? When was the last time in your mind you were overwhelmed with the truth of God's holiness. When was the last time in your praying, you praised the Lord and you said, holy is your name. You know, the Lord Jesus, He taught us to pray. When we learn the Lord's Prayer, and all of our boys and girls here, <clears throat> Brother Ken and our teachers will work with you. All of us must learn to the Lord's Prayer. And how does it begin? Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Holy is your name. The first thing we learn to do in prayer is to honor and glorify God for His holiness. Holy is your name. And when we say holy is your name, we're describing what God is, who He is. All of us have a name, and by our name, we're known by what we are and by what we do. God is known as a holy God. And so we learn today about His holiness, but I ask you, when was the last time you considered and thought deeply about the holiness of God? Well, that's what I'm hoping you will do today, that you'll spend some portion of this Lord's Day thinking about, as we leave this place, the great and glorious holiness of God. Oh, the holiness of God. Do you know that the holiness of God is how we come to understand our sinfulness? Do you know that without the holiness of God being revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, we'll never really understand our sinfulness? The only way I will cry out that I am a sinful person is when I see myself compared to a holy God as He has been revealed in Jesus Christ. Are you aware that God expects, if you call yourself a Christian today, if you have made the good confession... If you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, just like Eli had done, he had prayed to receive Christ, he confessed his sins, <clears throat> he, re he repented of them and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and then followed uh, the Lord in believer's baptism. So the same is true today. If you've called yourself a believer and you've confessed Jesus as Lord, he expects for his people, he sets his people aside to become a holy People, Are you aware of that? Do you know that your responsibility, that what the Holy Spirit of God is doing and the Word of God does in our life is to cause me to think about the ways that I'm not living in holiness in my thinking, 
the ways I'm not living in my holiness in my in my speaking and the way I'm, I'm not living in holiness and the way I live. God alone is holy in His character. But as we're saved, this becomes important that I grow in my own holiness. And I, I just wonder today, you see, the glory of God is best seen in His holiness. All, all the glimpses we have of God's glory in the book of Revelation, the last book in our Bible, begin over and over again with the phrase, holiness to God. And we'll speak of that in just a moment in more detail. There are several things we learn from verse number 11. He says, Moses and the children of Israel sang, Who is like you among the gods? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders. And this entire verse is set in a question that already has an answer. This is very important for us. So today I have these observations for you from verse number 11. Quickly, number one, God is alone holy, as I've already been talking about. Now, for a moment I should say to you, what does holiness mean? What does the word holy mean? Holy means separate. Holy means apartness. Holiness is something that divides or separates from all sin and from all impurity. Now for us who are sinful people, for us who do not understand absolute holiness, this is a great mystery. Because as good as some of the best of our people may be here today, all of us in this room are sinners, either saved by grace or sinners still in our sin. So we are now confronted with the truth that God is a God of absolute, complete, exclusive holiness. God alone, my dear friends, is holy. He is the one who has holiness. He, there, listen, God will never lie. God doesn't tempt us to sin. God does. There's no wickedness in Him. There's no deceit. He doesn't say one thing and do another. God alone can be trusted because He is a God of absolute holiness. He has given us His holy word and sent His holy Son to die for our sins and was raised from the dead. And now the Holy Spirit of God comes to dwell in those who are saved. So today I celebrate, I stand before you to declare this truth from Exodus 11. Who is like the Lord God, who is like you among the gods? Well, the Egyptian gods didn't do so well, did they? These false idols, the idols of mankind in our own day, there are no gods that can rival the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Steve just led us to sing about the Lord Jesus. He has no rival. There's no one who can stand in the glorious presence of God Accept the Lord Jesus Himself in all of His holiness. So we begin with adoration, folks. We begin by adoring His holy name. He is the Holy One. So He says here, who is like you? There's no one like you. No one is holy as God is holy. The psalmist said it this way, O Lord God of hosts, who is like you? O mighty Lord, your faithfulness is surrounding you. Now, what did dear Hannah say? Hannah, she couldn't have a baby. She asked God that she could have a child. And if she was given a child, she'd give that child back to the Lord. And if you want to read it, there's another great song that comes, 1 Samuel 
chapter 2, it's a song and a praise from Hannah. And in the midst of that song, she breaks out and she says, There is no one holy but you, Lord God. There is no one holy but you. God is holy in admiration. We must admire His holiness. God is holy and incomparable. We must remember today, there's no one who rivals our God in His holiness. And God is exclusive in His holiness, and He is sovereign in holiness. Now you say, sometimes we think about, and we've talked about it recently, this powerful truth that God reigns and that He's sovereign. But I want to remind you today, sometimes we're afraid of that. We're afraid of God's sovereignty, but He is wholly sovereign. That means that He'll never do anything in sinful ways with His sovereignty and His power. He is one God who deserves your adoration and mine. And when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, these words become so familiar to us because we continue to confess day by day the great holiness of God. So today we stand to say, Holy is the Lord. Who is like you among the gods? No one. Who is like you, Lord? You are majestic in holiness. That's the second thing. God's holiness is magnificent. It is majestic. You see, God's holiness is eternal. There's never a time in God when He'll not be holy. He's been holy because He is eternal. There's never a time when God did not exist. You know, I'm sometimes uh, reminded of this as we talk about the greatness of our God these days. <clears throat> the book of Hebrews tells us that by faith, you must believe that God is. It doesn't say that you must know some things about what the Bible says about God. It's not just knowing facts about God. But I ask you today, do you really believe God is? Do you believe that He exists? Do you believe that this great God that I've been speaking about for months now to you, who has revealed Himself through the Lord Jesus Christ and left us the Holy Spirit, do you believe that He is? Well, He is... When you believe by faith, you believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of those who seek Him. You see, when I believe God exists, I recognize the great and glorious eternal God who is pure in holiness. Completely holy, pure in holiness. Uh, Moses said He is the rock. He works perfection for all of His ways in judgment. He is a God of truth without sin. He is a God of truth without sin. God is eternally holy. He's purely holy. He is holy in His character. As I said to you earlier, this is why the Lord Jesus taught us all to pray. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. And of course, God in all of His ways, as I've been speaking, He continues, whether it's His compassion, He is holy compassion. Whether it's His patience, he is wholly patient. Not W-H-O-L-L, -L, but holy, H-O-L-Y. His patience is holy patience. His love is holy love. His kindness is holy kindness. His compassion, His mercy, His grace, I could go on. His sovereignty, all of these, His character is wrapped in the holiness of of God. So we have this wonderful word from the song, who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you? We adore him. We adore him in his absolute 
alone holiness, His aloneness in holiness. And then we celebrate His magnificence. And I stand before you today to call you to think about it. I'm, I'm appealing to my brothers and sisters here <clears throat> that you take your mind away from other things. There is no magnificent, no magnificence in dwelling on the things of the world. Did you know that? The longer you think about it, the more despairing you will become. But if you will do what Paul said, if you will set your mind on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father in majesty and glory, if you'll consider that we're making our journey in this dreadful, dark world to the place of glory to be with the Lord Jesus Christ, it will change your perspective. God is magnificent. Today you must think about the magnificent one, the one who is absolutely majestic in all of His ways. It will help you to worship. It will help you through your troubles because you'll be assured that whatever God does, this is important, whatever God does in your life, He does it in His holiness for holy reasons. I must go on. God's holiness produces reverent praise. That's what I've been trying to model for you today. That's what I've been standing here and doing for the last 15 minutes. Trying to demonstrate the awesomeness of praising an awesome God. We must not only sing it, we must say it, and we must live our lives in such a way <clears throat> that we praise the Lord. I, I only give you these verses to remind you of what you already, most of you know in this room. From the book of Isaiah, what does the prophet see at the beginning of his ministry? He's, in the, he's, at the, he's there at the temple and he sees the Lord high and lifted up, Isaiah 6. And as he sees uh, the Lord high and lifted up, the angels, the ones who minister in the very presence of God, they cover themselves because of the awesomeness and glory of God. And they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty Holy, holy, holy. And what does Isaiah do? He is confronted with his own sin when he sees the holiness of God. He says, I am a man of unclean lips. There's nothing good that can come out of my mouth as I compare myself to a holy God. And I live among a people of unclean lips. I don't have time, but in Psalm 99, this great psalm, God's saints are called to praise God, and it reads this way. Let's praise the great and terrible name of God. That doesn't mean God's terrible in the wrong sense. It means He's terrible and powerful in the right sense. It says, let them praise the Lord in His great and terrible name, for holy is He. Psalm 99.5, exalt the Lord and worship at His footstool, for holy is He. Verse 9 of Psalm 99, uh, exalt the Lord and worship at His footstool, for holy is our God. The living creatures in the book of Revelation, all around the throne, what do they say? Without ending, they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. And we remember that great story of Peter. Peter at the beginning of learning to follow Jesus. He's out doing what he did for his job. He was fishing and he hadn't had a good day. And there was someone on the, on the shore. There was someone, the closer he got, it was the Lord Jesus. And he tells him, go back out there and put your nets down. And so he puts his nets down and the fish come in 
and he has to call for help, and they bring, and, and their boats are over, overfilled with these fish. And what does Peter do? On the boat, in the presence of the Lord Jesus, he falls on his knees and he begs Jesus to leave him. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. We also hear Peter say the same thing later when everybody else had left following Jesus. Jesus' words were too, too hard. The words of the Lord Jesus were too strong. And many people could not listen to them. And the Lord asked His disciples, are you going to leave too? And here's what Peter said. He said it again. He said, we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. What did the angels say to Mary? We're celebrating at Christmas time. The Lord Jesus is the Holy One. The Holy One who has come to this world. So today, I remind you that God alone is holy. Who is like you? Who is like you, O Lord? I remind you today that God's holiness is magnificent. If you want something to set your mind on today that will encourage you and lift your spirits and give you strength to live your life in, a, in the midst of a sinful world. And when you recognize your own sinfulness, look to the holiness of God. And also God's holiness produces reverent uh, praise. But one last thing, God's holiness works wonders. Look at this now. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in praise. And then one last thing. The God that we deal with, the holy God we deal with, He continues to do holy things in the world. I wonder today, all of you in this room have your favorite news organization. All of you in this room have your own people that you've determined who give you your uh, certainty about the uncertainty of these days. Uh, many of us in this room have developed our own opinions as we've lived through this long 2020, which is about to end and move to 2021 if the Lord Jesus does not come. And we've often thought about what's going on in our world today. Would you consider, do you think about this? You must, if you're a believer in Jesus. You must recognize that all that's going on in the world today, the Lord Jesus and God Himself and His sovereignty is permitting these things to happen for His own holy purposes. Whatever is happening in these days, oh, what a chance it is, what a chance it is if the church will do it. I'm not just talking about First Baptist Church Dixon. I'm talking about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the world. What an opportunity it is for us in the midst of a world gripped by fear, thinking about death more than perhaps they ever have, hearing about it day by day, to look to Jesus Christ and be saved. Boys and girls, the most important decision you can make in your life is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Because everything He does, He does perfectly, and He does without any sin or any wrong motive or reason. Everything He does, God does in holiness. Here are two things that I would help you consider today as we finish. You know one of the most amazing, if not the greatest wonder of all the world? I'm an example standing before you of a man who's been a sinner and God saved me by His grace when I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest, the greatest wonder of all of a holy God is that a holy God with no, no means of being close to sin, 
would save sinners like us. That's an amazing wonder. That the holy God would come and save us as sinners. And the only way it happened is the coming of the Lord Jesus, who in His perfect holiness took the sin of us all and placed it upon Himself on the cross so that we could be saved. A holy God who receives on His own Son our sin so that we might be saved. It's right here before you, this actual, this great testimony about salvation, Exodus 15, verse number 13. In your loving kindness you have led the people whom you have redeemed. That's it. That's what God did for Israel, but He's done it in a far greater way for anyone who will believe in the Lord Jesus and be saved today. You see, this is the great song in the book of Revelation. I'll read you another one. Revelation 15, 3 and 4. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the Almighty, righteous and true in your ways, King of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. The one who saves us alone is holy. And I must say also to you, God is holy because He makes His people, He makes His people holy. He makes His people holy, my friends. Did you know the Bible says that the troubles you're going through as a Christian, God is doing that in your life so that you might share in His holiness. He disciplines you that you might share in His holiness. Why am I going through the pains and troubles of my life? Well, most of it comes because of my own sinful choices. But I also live in a world filled with troubles that I don't control. Why is God doing that in my life? It's to make you more like Jesus. It's to make you more holy. The Word of God says that He has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Uh, Peter tells us that we're to be like the Holy One. Here's what the Bible says. You shall be holy because I am holy. You see, this is the great responsibility of every Christian in this room. And that is to learn to live and to trust God and walk by the Spirit in holiness. So what do we remember this morning? Well, I've been saying it already. Holiness in God reveals the sinfulness in my life. Without holiness, though, I must remind everyone here today, you will never see the Lord. You see, when I come to know Jesus Christ... The Lord begins the process of making me more holy. The the Bible word that's used is called sanctification. I am justified from my sins, but now once I'm saved, you know what the Lord's doing through all this in your life? If you're a believer, He's setting you apart. He's seeking to make you as a person more like Jesus Christ. And without holiness, no one will go to heaven. So I wonder today, if you call yourself a Christian, do you still live like you used to do before you were saved? Do you still do the same things you used to do before you were saved? How can you say you're a Christian? How can you say you're a follower of Jesus if your life shows no elements of holiness? Shows no likeness at all to Jesus. You have no desire to pray. You have no desire to study the Word of God. You have no desire to follow God and to grow in relationship to Him. You see, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And holy people are made holy by God Himself. 
He does this work in us by the Holy Spirit, and we must again today admire and praise the Lord Jesus, who is holy, innocent. He is holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above into heaven. He is seated in the glorious place as our reigning King and Lord. Though we do not see Him, He will soon come to this world again. And I finally say to you today, remember this. When you come to consider the gloriousness of God, if you'll really fill your mind with something worth your mind, you'll recognize this, that God's holiness is His glorious excellence. So what do I do, Pastor Mike? I've heard these words, Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, <clears throat> working wonders? What do I do? Well, I must repent of my sinfulness. The closer I come to a holy God, the more I see of my own unworthiness and sinfulness. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, if all we talk about is our sinfulness, does it make us any better? Of course, friend. When you recognize your sinfulness, you come to the one who will change you and forgive your sins and draw out of you, make you a new creature in Christ. He will begin to talk to you and change your life and show you the way you're to live. And what about this? How do you live in this world? You must decide today how you're going to live in this world. Are you going to live with holy conduct in the world? Though the world may say for you to do certain things, are you going to live the way the Lord wants you to live? In holiness, are you willing to separate yourself? There may be some people. There may be some places. There may be some things you look at on your devices and some things you look at on the TV and things you listen to that you have to say, if I'm going to be holy for God, I have to. I have to separate myself from these things. Are you willing to separate yourself in order to conform to God and live in holiness? And then finally, what about your body? What about your body? People do such unholy things with their body all around us. People in the church do such unholy things with their body. Paul told us this. If I'm going to be holy and live for God and do what is right spiritually, are you listening? I'm about finished. You must be willing to present your body to God as a living, holy sacrifice. That means you present yourself to God cleaned up. You confess your sin. You come prepared for service. You prepare yourself and say, I'm ready to serve you, Lord. I will do whatever you want me to do with my body to the best of my ability, if you will help me, present yourself a living and holy sacrifice. Those, those who recognize and see the holiness of God and come to the Lord Jesus Christ become more holy day by day. We sing it, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, all the earth shall praise your name. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness. That's who He is. Majestic in holiness. Awesome in praises. Working wonders. And the song ends in a wonderful way. 
Exodus 15, 18. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. And Moses saw before his own day the glory of what we now know to be true in the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall reign forever and ever and ever. Can anybody say amen? amen. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty.